This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have a very special guest here, the other half of the Siddhartha, but actually What's the third, the third, the third of the Siddhartha right. brothers. You have an older brother. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for remembering that. Of course. Come on now. That's what good friends do. That is what good (laughs) friends do. No, seriously. Thank you, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the three brothers of the Sadarso brothers, we have Peter Sadarso here. A lot of questions. This motherfucker. (laughs) We were just talking about- I'm an open book, dude. You can ask me anything. (laughs) Well, most things. Why the fuck did you go back to school? How about that, Jack? For real? Are you asking me like a for real question? No, for real. All right. Let's talk. Well, it's kind of interesting because, you know, me, I- I'm, I hate school. Like I hate school with a Me passion. Too. I Me fucking too. hate it. Like I don't mind learning. Yeah. I just don't like set curriculum. Right. I agree. Yeah. I don't like it when somebody tells me how I should learn. Yeah. That's that's the the biggest issue I have. But for you, you decided to go back to school because of that reason. Because you hate it? No, 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 no. Not because I hate it, dude. Come on. If I hate it, why would I do it? <laughs> no, it's a uh, because I agree with you. Like um, I'm the type of person that's like I hated learning a set curriculum. I hated it when people made me do things their way. And I freaking like, you can even ask my parents. They were so disappointed in me in like school because yeah. freshman year, I got a 1.0, dude. You got to try to get a 1.0. You one- got a 1.0? Hey, yo, don't. Hey, I still graduated, okay? Don't talk to me like that, dad, <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> even I didn't get a 1.0, dude. Exactly. You got to try to get a 1.0. I was that bad because I hated it. So um, last year, I, I went through some stuff and I realized I was like, you know what? I can't keep being a kid anymore. Yeah. And part of me being a kid is like, I dropped out of college. Nothing against people who drop out of college. Like, I fully support that. You should go towards what you want to do. Like, no, go for your fuck education. them, you idiots. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was one of them. I am one of them. I dropped out of college too, though. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I dropped Wait, out. I thought you got a uh, college degree. No, so I had a, I went to UCR. I went to, so. Yo, nice. I UC a, boy. Yeah, but that's the time they accepted everybody. So. I, <laughs> Yo, I, dude, I couldn't even get into those schools. Well, that's because you're stupid. That's different. I know. <laughs> I, I, I had, uh, <laughs> Why you got me on here, dude? Genius brain? Like, you get a fucking idiot? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I went to UCR. I had, like, trouble over there then yeah. i went over to a community college then after that community college i God went to sac bless state community college dude just saying just i'm saying. telling you man like sac state and then i was like a few credits away from graduating and i dropped Wait, how out much? like three units oh what 15 and, for me and then i left and then i went to uh, la dude yep. well you know what that's uh, a lot of faith and you did it and you made it dude Here yeah you are, well you know? you know it was a big risk my parents didn't like it but <laughs> no <laughs> is what yeah. it is yeah that's the same thing with yoshi like he didn't, like, my parents didn't like it because he got me out of college, too, you know, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but, shit. Oh, wait, we went completely off tangent. What were we yeah. talking about? Oh, that's right. We were talking about uh, why am I back in school? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I realized I'm still, I feel like a kid in the sense that, like, I never got over that. Mm. And so I was, I went back to school because, well, one, I was like, I'm not a competent illustrator and I want to be, like, if I'm already going to have free time anyways, like. Are you going back for art? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going back for art. And, uh, well, art and psychology. Anyways, um, so I'm Psychology's like, fun. Psychology's super fun, dude. It's yeah. super useful, and I think everybody should take that class. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, um, 
So I went back for art. And when I was there, it was super hard. And I was like, I don't need to be here. I already have a career. Like, I just need to keep going forward in my career. I just, I just do what I do. I don't need this class. And then something inside me was like, you don't need this class, but go ahead and keep that attitude up. You just spent 200 bucks to have that attitude, waste your time, come to school, do nothing, and, and, fuck, and just like pout, you know? Mm. You're wasting your time. And so I was like, oh, shoot, I am right. I'm wasting my time. I should just go home. You just Asian dadded yourself? I just fuck? Asian dadded myself. I really did. No, but in a, in a way that's like, I was like, okay, he, he was right. But then I realized I'm an adult. I'm yeah. an adult. I could do what I want. I could go home. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going home. And as I was about to go home, I was like, nah, you know what? Let's just check it out. Let's see what this is like. So I sat there and I listened as if I didn't know anything. And yeah. I realized I didn't know anything. Because I've never really done art school, so I really didn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I was so cocky, you know? I was so cocky because I was like, I could draw. I don't need this class. Oh, my God, draw a circle, shade here. No, this is dumb. Yeah. I could, I could do that with a face. And now I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even know how to shade faces correctly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I make noses wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, so being in there, it changed my experience on, like, what I needed to learn. And so I started to just really well, get what, what's, into it. What's your end goal for it? Uh, well, one, I think that, uh, life skills are really fun. Yeah. It's, it's super useful just cause like, we so take, you're not looking to get a degree. You're well, just I am, oh. I am. That's, that is one of my side goals, but that's just like, if I get there, I'll hit that on the way, you know? Oh, okay. It's not like, Oh, I need this degree. I'm there for like, I want to get better at things. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And if the process of it allows me to get a degree for people to recognize me, cool. Yeah. If it doesn't, that's fine. At least I have the skills anyways. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. So you're going for psychology and also illustration because yeah. I know that you do art. I've seen it before. Thank you. And then shit sucks. Now fuck Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's growing. It's, it's going to get better. You know, it's it's, dope. it's right dope. Right dope. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking around, dude. Yeah, dude. Everything about you is so Asian. You Asian dad yourself. Know, you got dude, Asian self-esteem. Hey, yo, I'm proud of my Asianness, man. <laughs> yeah, just all the negative stereotypes. Though. God damn, dude. And the good ones, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, why'd you go to psychology then? Um, I got into psychology because I, um, I think it's really important to understand how I think because, yeah. uh, I've had problems like understanding myself, understanding, uh, other people, that type of stuff to the point where like in high school I had friends, but like yeah. I never had like a really real best friend except for like Yoshi. Yeah. But that's cause he's my brother. You know, he had to be my best friend. Oh, a lot of people don't even like their siblings like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, God bless Yoshi for yeah. being that way to me. Like, I really am, like, so blessed by him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was. It got to a point where I just didn't even, like, I couldn't get dates. Um, I High school was not a pleasant experience. Most of it was my own fault. Yeah. But uh, part of it was because I couldn't really communicate with people. So now that I'm, like, reading up on psychology, I can help myself communicate with people. And if some people are hard to communicate with, hopefully I can understand and communicate with them, you know? Uh, I mean, communication is hard because, like, like number one, like you could try to understand the human mind, but like, like this intelligence versus social intelligence are two different things, right? Oh, for sure, so for sure. A lot of people have that problem of being socially intelligent, and I I only started to realize this when I got on the internet. Now you know that you see people interact within the comments, mm-hmm. and aside from the comments, like yeah. you see people how people behave outside of their social media space yeah. and in person, and who they are in their social media realm is not anywhere near to who they are as a person. That's what intrigues me the most. That's why like I'm studying psychology because I want to understand like that is an untapped domain in my opinion, yeah. the psychology of someone behind the screen because you create a split personality, so to speak. You know yeah. what I mean? And that, that intrigues me, but that there's no real, like, I mean, I'm sure I could find some stuff if I Google it and I find some research and stuff, but I want to, 
And the thing is, like, I can't get there until I understand the base. And there's no point in me, like, learning that stuff online. Well, there is a point in me learning that stuff online. But in my opinion, it's more important for me to understand the base first. Like, I'm... I'm a big believer. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna make fun of me again. No, I'm, I'm not. very Asian in this sense, but I'm very Asian in the sense that like, my my parents always told me like, if you're gonna do something, do it from the bottom. Like my dad started his job literally from the mailroom, and I know that sounds dumb, but like literally from the mailroom. And so I'm like, okay, cool. If I want to do it, I gotta. I can't jump to the end and expect to just be the guy who understands it all. Mm-hmm. I gotta understand it from the beginning. Like I gotta understand how it works slightly, and maybe it'll be boring at first, but mm-hmm. at least in the end goal, when people are talking about that. I understand the nuances of every little thing that makes that work that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I understand. Like, why would I make fun of you for that? No, because you make fun of you for being Asian this whole time. Like, oh, you studied this, you studied that. No, it's just, I'm saying, like, you just, you just went back to school. It's yeah, just my, no, it's, I'm it's, very Asian. It's, it's, my, it's, it's my worst nightmare, dude, like going back to school. Like, yeah. I, I still have uh, nightmares of me waking up and being late to school. Wait, for reals? Yeah, for reals. Like, Dang, I'll, dude, you were very conscientious, like, man. I, I woke up, like, even as an adult, like, I'll have a dream that... Like, I, oh, God, I didn't do my homework. No, like, shit like that. <laughs> I did, too. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I said that because I feel that same way. Yeah. Like, as a fucking adult, I'm not even in school. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that shit about? Yeah. You know, school was just such a weird thing because, I, I like I said, I, I don't like... I don't like somebody telling me how to learn. Yeah. But I do appreciate... Um, school a lot like for example if i really wanted to understand psychology it would be great to have a, a good foundation for it like if with you, the curriculum. if you don't want a foundation uh hacks you can find lectures online from like ucla and like great oh schools. for sure i mean who wants that it's shit for free <laughs> you don't have to pay shit sucks no dude you don't have to pay though it's I know. free it's insane yeah I, a lot of people need structure uh it's like this, this a lot of loose, people need education, like man. <laughs> this, this loose format of learning, it's, it's. I, f- I find it's actually very hard for a lot of people. Um, I do. Th- I find that it's very hard for a lot of people, and I agree with you on that. But I also want to add that, like people who are really intelligent, my God, like I've seen children like maneuver the internet like they're surfers, <laughs> and I kid you not, it's like the World Wide Web is like their wave, and they're like surfing, just picking things up. Like, okay, I now do this from YouTube, and I do this from this, and I'm like. That's the world we live in. Yeah, well, it's also because they're young; they're sponges. Exactly, but that's yeah. insane. That to me, that blows my mind because, like, I'm I'm growing up with Kylie, who's mm. ten years old right now, and like she's growing up in that era. And at first, my main fear with watching her grow up was, oh no, oh no, like this is, ugh, this is the generation where everybody sucked into phones. I have I can't fully control her, so she's gonna get sucked into that world too, you know. And um. Watching her grow up and watching her friends, seeing how they act, seeing how they interact, I'm like, the future generation is smarter than us. Yeah, <laughs> like our generation is getting stuck to these things, getting like addicted. They're they're not. Well, I mean, some are. depends. I mean, like I said, you're seeing them in their infancy. Like I, yeah. like we. That's true. Every that generation true. Yeah. has thought what you thought every time. That's like, true. It's yeah. just you know technology progresses. Like like I yeah. said too. Like I mentioned this on this podcast a million times, but everybody talks about social media making people dumb. And no, it's not I don't even think true. So. It's just yeah. people are, have been dumb. It's just now they have a voice. That's all that it is. Yeah, but also it's it's like um it's it's kind of great for the people who can't who can use it the the positive way too, you know. It's like some people do use it that negative way, but not everybody does. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about positive or negativity. I'm just saying like it just it reveals how stupid people are. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean like they just there's a lot of people who it just don't people a voice. Yeah. They just they're not very well thought out human beings and yeah. it comes out in these tweets and not in so much like obviously tweets are just emotional rants sometimes, right? But yeah, when, that's very true. When that's you hear <laughs> people try to explain themselves and they can't do it, it's like, oh shit, this is something that they oh, didn't develop. Yeah, and right? they didn't even think about that. That's literally they're just taking from something and throwing if they can't like explain it you know yeah because you know like 
that's why like years ago I stopped arguing with people on Twitter. Like people yeah. always ask me, like, why do you just block people? You don't want to argue with them? It's like, why? What's the point? <laughs> I'm like, not going to change their mind and they're I'm not going to want to listen anyway. This episode of Genius Brain is brought to you by Purple. Purple. Okay, so I've been recently listening to this one guy, right? I'm not going to say who because it's not important. But the whole point <laughs> is he studies a lot of athletes. And he was saying how sleep is like this super drug. Like oh, it's like, it. yeah, it's like everyone should be maximizing their sleep. And if you're not getting good amounts of sleep, then you're really not repairing your body that well. So for optimal performance, we need really deep, restful sleep. And Purple Mattress definitely helps me achieve that. Oh, I'm telling you, Purple Mattress is the best. And you know why? I'm going to give you guys a couple of facts. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to because number one, I was broke and I didn't have memory foam. I had a cardboard <laughs> and some rocks. So the Purple Mattress definitely felt amazing once it came to my house and I slept on it because I definitely got a really good night's sleep. The Purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me, I sweat a lot in my sleep. So Purple Mattresses are very breathable, thus eliminating the puddle of sweat. So you guys will get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you you can return your mattress for a full refund backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. You're going to love Purple. And right now, our listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84 dash. 888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Isn't like it, I, I'll say a point. Yeah. If I if I feel somebody write something that's you know coming from a very decent place, even though it's negative, I'm like, oh, I bet you I could talk to this person. Yeah, like, that's true. Uh, for example, that's important to do too. Yeah, there was a there was a person who wrote a comment because I was talking about a topic where it, you know it was about depression and how 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 you feel about things. Mm-hmm. And basically, what I said is like, there's kind of levels to this, right? Um, I I just for me, I said this is my example of how I deal with it, right? I yeah. said to me, not everything is depression. To me, there's Sometimes it's sadness and there's levels to this, right? And <laughs> yeah. so when what I tell myself is when I feel like what you say that you feel, I relate it to as a, as a temporary sadness because I know that something's going to happen where I'm going to get over it. Yeah. So this is how I deal with it, right? Yeah. So how that person interpreted was depression isn't real. And I was like, man, I don't know how you got that yeah. from all the shit that I just said. Well, they want to, the thing about like internet conversations, they pick out one thing and then they turn into like this straw man and that they can like laugh at and burn, you know? And it's yeah. like, you're not, do, you're not helping. And to be honest, it's like, that's not a good argument tactic anyways you want to that's not a good not argument you're right that's a very good argument tactic if you want to burn somebody down and if you want to make somebody like not like you yeah and really I, quickly and like, for me too if that person's suffering with depression it also gives me empathy because now i know they're not coming from a level-headed place exactly, yeah, yeah. so it's like okay so oh, good I, for you, dude. yeah so i like i broke it down and i was like no this is what i meant and this is what i said i just yeah. said like for me it feels like i can't do that to myself because i can't label everything as depression because then well, that's I'm, dangerous will, to do that that yeah, is dangerous for me because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy for yeah. me like that's how i deal with it you know and I think, well, I like, think part of it comes from like the way that part of it is because social media culture, man, because social yeah. media culture, like 
transplants this idea to everybody that the level that you should feel is everything that's on Instagram. Yeah. So when you're scrolling on that, you're like, that's how happy I should be. I'm not that happy. I'm depressed. Yeah. That's not life. Life yeah. is full of suffering. The standard is suffering. You yeah. are you are living life. Yeah. You are living life. That is just the truth. Th- those things are just like the polished things that people want you to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joe and I talked about this too, not in, in a very short stint, but it's just um, people had this I feel because I I say people as in like me when I was younger too. I kept on trying to separate life with happiness and sadness, and I thought those were two separate things. But yeah. life is both, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And I agree. You, when you when you tell yourself you're not going to go through these woes, you kind of set yourself up for failure. Yeah, and that's that's the hard part. You know, mm-hmm. that's the hard part. Waking up knowing that you know what every day something bad might happen, and sometimes <laughs> you know, it is. It just I mean, ha- that's just kind of life. Like you just, it's okay. It's like there's no point in there is a point. I mean, there's obviously a point in stressing about those things because as human beings, we need to, but like, yes, something bad is going to happen. That is, that is just life. You might get hit by a, a meteor. No, that's not true. Probably not a meteor, but like a car someday, you know, yeah. like that, you can't control that. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. Cause like, I, you know, just, in, in, just in the conversation of control, Yeah, control is comfort for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes like, I don't know, this sounds like great advice and I don't think it is, but you got to just kind of understand the chaos and give into the chaos because why fight it? Uh, it's un- Yeah. The it's way not, I see it is understand the rules of the game and play the game. Yeah. As opposed to That's like, a great way to say it. Yeah. Cause like, a lot of people don't want to play the game. They're like, well, I want to play my game. And I'm like, okay, you can play your game if you understand the rules of the game. You stay within the confines of that rule. Yeah. Then go break the game and enjoy the game your way. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hard though because I know like for you when we when we had a conversation, you said that you were like dealing with your personal <laughs> like depression? Depression and stuff, you know? Yeah. And you, did, did you go through the, the steps of therapy, uh, medication, um, holistic approaches. Um, I think the way that I I did it is very very unconventional, and, I, and a lot of people might not like it because it does involve. Religion, well, I mean, like you know? you know, what I always mention, especially with these podcasts, is when people listen into this conversation, don't take this as as a like a dogmatic approach to wh- the way to do things. Yeah, this is just exactly. a conversation between two people. This is how it works you pick, for me. You pick yeah. and choose what you want from it. Yeah. Nobody's telling you how to live your life. This yeah. is just a conversation. So you know, just continue. Cool. Because Thank you, dude. We, I appreciate that. We definitely ran, that, ran into that issue where people will write comments and they're like, yeah. well, that's not how I do I never told you that's how you should do it. Stupid. <laughs> you f- listen into my conversation. Yeah, right? it's, two, it's two people fucking conversing and you pick and choose what you want from it. I'm not trying to tell you how yeah. to live your fucking life. <laughs> you don't even got to listen. The moment you don't like it, just turn it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I even say like in the comments, right? Well, this is how I would do it, and, yeah. I, I, and I and I feel like I would disagree because of this. But yeah. the problem that I have is when people get angry. It's like, what are you getting angry yeah. about? These are two people having a conversation. We're not. There's yeah. no conclusive, uh, like idea to this. It's just more I, like, yeah, it's anecdotal. This is what I would do. This is what he does. Yeah. This is what there's we no do. blank. There's no blanket that covers it all, in my opinion. Especially yeah. when it comes to a subject as deep as depression. Yeah, it's hard to put, like, it's hard to put a lid on it because you're like. You don't know what it is, really. And I don't think people really know what it is. So, like, my experience with depression is just going to be different than probably you, the person listening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You, personally, or anybody listening, like, it's going to be very different. But if, yeah. if they do have similarities to it, they can try my approach and maybe it might work for them. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, um, uh, how deep you want to go with this? Deep, <laughs> with depression. As deep as well. We got time. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Then let me sit up. All right. So, um... All right, depression for me started uh, ninth grade. 
right? Yeah. Because uh, that's also when I got the 1.0 in school. Okay. I was just I'd be going through too. a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I was, it was, the grade was a result of okay. the depression. It's like, um, I was just going through a lot of stuff. And um, sometimes for me, it's hard to, to, to talk, to articulate my thoughts, to yeah. articulate my feelings, to articulate myself. And so like during that time was the hardest time. And I was like, I started like struggling with religion. I started struggling with like uh, my grades, who I am, all these things. And like at that point, I was an Indonesian kid in America who I, who couldn't even speak the language. Really, people mm. made fun of me. You know, it's like I had a I had a, I had a chest problem. People were making fun of my oldest brother. You know, like so I was just like it was hard for me to communicate. I didn't get why people were doing that. You know, and so like during that time, I got really depressed. But the depression started to take on like a, a bad form. Yeah. I guess for me, it's like it started to be self defeating it started to ha- take on the voice of those people who started like fighting with me, you know? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. like, uh, it got heavy. I mean, obviously I also did some bad stuff during the time. Like, I'm not going to say like I was a perfect person. And I think the thing about depression that is so dangerous, and this is even more dangerous when people self diagnose people uh, themselves with depression, in my opinion, again, yeah. this may not be scientifically true because I'm uneducated. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think that depression, people who like claim to have want to claim to have depression and people who are want to have depression it's almost as if it's a, like um and for me this is definitely the, the case it's me saying i don't want responsibility i don't want to be responsible like yeah. because for me it's like yeah i'm not happy i don't understand i don't get it why am i so pissed off why do people want to fight me all the time and why is it that when i fight them back i'm the monster i'm yeah. the freak i'm the weirdo yeah you know it's like i came from a different culture man like I came from, I came from a place where like the rules of society was different than here, yeah. you know? And then, um, when people pick on you, it's like, it's just a different thing and you don't understand what you did wrong. Mm. And so for me, I just started to not understand. And then like, I shut people out, you know, it's like, that's one of the things It's like, you shut people out because you're like, you know what? Nobody will understand me anyways. And then you start to be, you start to s- listen to that voice in the wrong way. The voice starts to talk to you. It's like, you're worthless, dude. You're, you're, you're terrible. You see those people, they think you're weird. You have a hole in your chest. That means you're going to die soon. Like yeah, all these yeah, like yeah. terrible things. And I'm sorry if it gets dark. No, keep going. But like, those are the voices that I got, you know? And it's like, then like, um, I started to like really see it in myself. And mm. then this is when it starts to like, um, it morphs you. It starts yeah. to shift you. It starts to kind of becomes you. like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like you, you speak your negativity into existence and you just, you can't help but become that thing that you keep saying to yourself constantly. That it's the truth of life. That's like yeah. why the, I think the new age people kind of have it right. Not that I have anything against the new age people. And I think they are entitled to their own beliefs, but the new age people say like manifest your destiny. I believe that is true. I truly believe that, but I don't think it works in the way that they think it works. But yeah. I'll talk about that later. But oh, anyways, yeah, well that's a completely different subject. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk, talk yeah. about that. If you want to touch on that. Yeah. But uh, so depression started to get the best of me and um, I wasn't an attractive kid. I like I couldn't even hug girls in high school like girls didn't want nothing to do with me. You know, it's like so this is who I became the identity of who I am. And then uh, flash forward years later, I'm still dealing with this depression, but it's like it's manageable now. It's like I've dealt with the demons to the point where like I've shrunk his size and I've given him a collar. But now he's still there. You know, it's like he's just looming behind. I'm doing my college things didn't make it to, to a good college. Oh, I guess you're going to community college, you loser. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, I'm not that bad. But then, like, the voice kept beating me down anyways, you know? Yeah. And um, I didn't make it to a good school like anybody else. And then I, I went to community college to the point where I, I went three years. And I did it three years. And I was like, you know what? I'm slow. It's fine. This is who I am. I'm a loser. I'm an idiot. I'm not smart. And um, 
during the time too, I had a girlfriend who wasn't very kind to me. Like mm. she was adding on to the depression. But it, the thing that sucks is like, it's kind of my fault too, because it's like depressed people are just hurting and they need somebody. But that sucks because psychologically, when you're needing somebody, you shouldn't be in a relationship. You know, if you're hurting and you need somebody to, to fulfill you, then you shouldn't be there because you're going to hurt other people too, you know? But first, and you know, like if that's that positive light in your, you're going to latch everything onto that person. Exactly. And then yeah. it, then your life is predicated on the belief that this person is idolized. And then they whatever that this, person says about you becomes truth. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, it's like they create this like glass floor under you that you don't realize is fragile yeah because of our current dating society mm-hmm. and the dating society makes it so fragile because like it's so easy to go hook up with somebody and like you you share your soul with somebody and then they leave you they cheat on you because they can you know so then it's hard to trust too so like during that time it's just the depression got even worse and then like um i was starting to dance i was starting to break dance and i it was like a half a year into it and she was just telling me like she didn't want me doing it and like all that stuff. And then like, I wasn't even good at it. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, it's still in there somewhere. Yeah. But like, I wasn't good at it. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't good at it and I wasn't going to oh, get you're never hmm? good when you just start though. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I didn't understand. Yeah. Because I was, I was not smart and I was depressed. You know, yeah. it's like, these are the voices that got tough. But yeah, thank you. Yeah. I agree to anybody who's starting like something new. Let yourself be okay with like failing you're because supposed like to suck. you're supposed to suck. If you're really good, then I don't know. You're That's, a freak. That is a, that is a freak thing. And you are yeah. special in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This podcast was brought to you by Fiverr, my friends. Let's talk about finding freelance talent for your business or project. Where do you go to find the talent? How much will it cost? How can you be certain they'll deliver? Well, thanks to Fiverr. Finding the right freelancer doesn't have to be a struggle. I have used Fiverr specifically for graphic designs for album artwork. And let me tell you something, people, that person was fantastic. And let me tell you something else. I got my stuff done on a timely manner. And let me tell you something else. The price was just right. Fiverr's marketplace connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. So check this out. Take five and check out Fiverr.com and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code BRAIN. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Code BRAIN. Again, that's Fiverr.com. Code BRAIN. F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Code BRAIN. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so continuing on, I, after, so eventually she cheated on me, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm okay. I'm cool with it now. Stupid bitch. No, 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 no. She, she, she gave me a blessing of, of feeling heartbroken and giving me a a closed door. Look at that positive. Now fuck that homie. Stupid (laughs) bitch. No. I hope you have a bump on your pussy, bitch. (laughs) That's terrible, dude. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) David is my, he's the the voice of my disagreeability. uh, I'm your fucking Luther, dude. Fucking, I'm your voice, dude. Stupid bitch. What's her name? No, no, I'm so thankful for her. I really am. Like, Thanks I, a lot, let me, Susie let me, Kim. Let me tell <laughs> Susie Kim. I actually know Susie Kim. Oh, fuck that lady. She's very sweet. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, our shit fell. It's all good. So anyways, um, so she broke up with me and it kind of fueled me to, to like... That voice started coming up again. It's like, you are mm-hmm. worthless. You are nothing. You are, you, even the girl that you barely even wanted to be with. And this is a terrible thing. Is like, I knew I didn't want to be with her because I didn't feel right with her, you know? Yeah. And I still continued on because I was depressed. I was mm-hmm. latched on. But anyways, so that voice kept going. She's like, you didn't even really care that much about her. And now she cheated on you, you loser, you know? Mm. And I was like, you know what? 
I, I, and then that was what, like during one of my turning points when I was like, I started going to church, I started praying and then, um, it was just hard for me because that's my, my time back with God. And, uh, spirituality is a weird thing, people. It really, it's like, um, if you want to believe in it, you believe in it. If you don't want to believe in it, go study some psychology that's like positive rationality. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But anyways, for me, uh, what church was for me was it gave me a light of hope. And so coming to church, uh, I started to see the sermons differently. And so because I was so heartbroken, the sermons opened themselves up to me as words of wisdom as opposed to words of 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 the mythology of Jesus Christ. Who, yeah. You know, it's like, to me, it wasn't that. It wasn't that Christ died on the scene and came back as like a phoenix, like, and yeah. like burning up Satan. It wasn't like that for me. It's like when I was in the lesson, I started hearing what he wanted. You know, for me, is like, if you want to get a girlfriend, like you, I started praying at that time. I was at church and then the, the sermon was about um, finding your wife and like fulfilling that and all that stuff. And then uh, I started to, I started to pray and I was like, all right, God, if you are real, let's see. Mm-hmm. And I prayed. And I prayed and I was like, I want a really dope relationship. And these are the things that I want. I don't want her to cheat on me. I don't want her. And I started to list all these things. And then God was like, well, this, like, not God. Like, I didn't have, like, a voice. I was like, Peter. It wasn't yeah. like that. But, like, after I prayed, a little voice in my head just was like, is that really what you want? And then <laughs> another part of my head was like, nah, I don't want to. I want to hook up with chicks. I've never hooked up with chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I had like these other voices in my head. And then like I listened to the one that was like, no, that's not that's not what I want. And I'm like, is that not what I want? And then another voice came up and is like, that is what you want. That's really what you want. But you've been seeking all the you've been seeking that in like anything that comes because you you don't get it. Like you don't get those girls anyways. And I was yeah. like, OK, cool. So how can I get that girl that I want? That's a quality chick, you know? And so I started praying and then um, I started seeing like, well, I can't be hooking up with girls. Like if, if I'm a hook up with girls, then that's not the type of girl that I want. I started getting these like things of like what I don't want. And then um, I started, I met Bethany. Yeah. And then I met Bethany. Uh, shoot. That was like uh, a year or two after I broke up with Allison, like during all that time. And she was amazing, dude. Like amazing. Like literally all the things that like uh, that I prayed for. But anyways, um, depression still just kind of kept on coming. So like I got with a girl, I got everything I wanted. Depression kept on coming, and then um, I want to skip over the the whole acting part because I think we can come back to that later. I want to yeah. I want to cut back to it if you want to talk about that depression during yeah. acting. But um, flash forward, uh, depressions. I I I reached some success in terms of acting. I reached some success in terms of like social media, or people would say, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I still had depression, and I was like, you know what? This is weird. Like. I thought that this was supposed to go away when, when things are good. I thought that's what how depression works. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, that's how depression works. It doesn't go away when things are good. But then I started thinking more. I'm like, do I want depression? Yeah. So I started to do new things. I, start, I took school. I did all that stuff. And during my process of doing school, I also decided to do stand-up comedy like an idiot. Yeah. Because stand-up comedy is very terrifying. And it's very, very hard. And I wanted to conquer that within myself. And so I took up stand-up comedy in the stupidest way. I didn't even start small. Someone hit me up and was like, hey, do you want to do stand-up comedy for beginners? And I was like, yeah. And so he put me down on the schedule and I couldn't back out. And I was like, fuck. Well, that was what a have, very harsh. What uh, have I gotten myself yeah. into? <laughs> so I did it. So then um, I was doing it. And then I was going to church during the time. And then um, I was having a moment with God. I was in worship and singing praise and all that stuff. And I came home. And I was bummed because I was working on stand-up comedy and I couldn't find the right thing. And I was talking to my friend who does stand-up comedy and they're like, what do you know the most? And I was like, I know depression. 
Like, because I kind of thought I did. I don't know depression. I don't know anything about depression. I know my version of depression, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. But people think they know depression just because they know their own version, you know? But anyways, that's a segue. Coming back to it, I was um, I was in the mirror trying to run my uh, my jokes because that's what I do when I prep uh, my, my jokes. Is like yeah. I, I do it in the mirror to see if I can actually, like, do it with confidence to see if I even do it, can do it right. What do I look like doing it? I started running my jokes and then I stopped for a moment and then I just started praying. I was like, I am not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. And people aren't going to laugh because they know this is, this isn't, this isn't feeling right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're going to see that it doesn't feel right. People, people can read your energy, especially if you're on stage yeah. with lights smashed on you and they're all looking at you. They can, they can tell when you're not feeling good, you know? No. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, you did yeah. stand up like God, dude. Yeah, no props. It's very, very terrifying. Yeah, oh, it's still terrifying to those days. But anyway, so I was there and then I started praying. I'm like, God, how can I get good at this? And then a little voice again came up and he's like, talk about something, something real, not just something real. Talk yeah. about something real. And I was like, I looked in the mirror, I opened my eyes and I was like, all right, I'm going to talk about depression. And then right when I was about to write the jokes about depression, another voice came up and he's like, is this really what you want to do? You want to talk about depression? You want to be the guy that's depressed? Do you want to have depression? And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, do I have a choice? And then the voice was like, you have a choice. Now, this is where it's going to get controversial because people say there's no choice in depression. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. When you're in depression, you can't do nothing. You know, and I yeah. wholeheartedly agree. And I don't know why this was a situation for me. It's, it's an anomaly for myself as well. And I feel very blessed that I got this, this opportunity to feel this way. So don't get me wrong. Don't, don't think that that's the norm, that if you look in the mirror and think, I don't want to be depressed, you won't be depressed. That's not. Yeah. Anyways, for me, this is how it was. I was like, do I have a choice? And a little voice in my head said, yes. And I said, serious? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. And I was like, I don't want to be depressed. And then suddenly I felt like God was like, all right, you're not going to be depressed. You're not going to have anxiety anymore, but you're going to deal. You're going to deal with your problems. You're going to deal mm. with everything that you have kept hidden. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't keep nothing hidden. I, my life's on the, on the internet. I tweet literally how I feel. I post literally what I feel. I, I even have a post of like flowers. I'm like, I am real God. And then um, it just kind of hit me even harder. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not real with myself. Like, I I have been seeing myself as who I have defined myself to be, who people have defined myself to be, as opposed to who I am, to who God made me to be. I know that sounds weird, but to how, let's let's say in the new age way, because I feel like people will get that better, to who the universe made me to be, you know. But like, um, so I started at that point. I just started to just be real with myself, and I was like, okay. Who am I? I keep, you know, like people keep saying I'm a good looking dude, but I, people see this. I see all of my 28 years of life and majority of my life. I was not good looking, but that's not who I am anymore now. Like people do say I'm good looking, so I should trust them. I should feel that way. You know, and I was like, okay, oh, that feels nice. Oh, thank you. These people actually think that way about me. That's cool. And so I started being real with myself and I was like, oh, okay. That's where I fall short. So this and this, and then it got to a point of like me doing the stand-up thing. And then I was real doing the stand-up and it actually worked, you know, like people laughed at my jokes. Um, I started exploring more and then I decided to get baptized. And during the baptism, it was, it was fantastic. I felt like a new person and um, it just really, it helped me um, 
repurposed myself. The moment that like it said I didn't have to be that way, I started to look at myself and I was like, all right, well, I'm feeling this way for a reason, you know? What is that reason? Why don't I feel fulfilled? And then I realized that like I pointed my life at what the world wanted me to point at. And, and it's not the fall of the world. I feel like society nowadays, the culture of being very, I guess, material is just it's just innate because that's the culture we live in and I don't want to blame anybody you know yeah but that got into me so hard that I didn't even realize that that's what I was pointing at and I couldn't I couldn't be happy because I needed things I needed I needed success I needed money I needed to have a car all these things that people tell you on like television all these things that people tell you, you got to have these things and to a certain extent you do have to have money because you live in a world that is money based you need to yeah. provide for yourself you can't be an idiot you know but then I didn't need that to survive because I have enough money. I'm not like balling in money. Power Rangers didn't pay us that much. Yeah. But like I have enough money to survive for my family and to be okay now. And so I was like, I'm very thankful for that. And then I started to reorganize my needs. And at that point, psychologically, what started happening when I, when I got baptized is um, I started to reprioritize myself as opposed to being like, I want to, I need success for me, that was like worshiping the idol of success and like money and, and, and wealth and fame and fortune. Like that's, that's the, that's, but also it's kind of like, it sucks because that's how we live. You know, that's the world we live in. But, um, I realized I didn't need that. And I was like, I don't need that. So what do I need? I need food. I need good people around me. I need water. I need air and like a place to live, you know, stuff like that. And maybe enough money to, to, to live for the future. Yeah. That's the amount of money I had. And I was like, do I have enough for that? I'm like, cool. I'm going to partition that. I started to partition that. So during that time, like I started to change my life drastically. I started to like look at my finances. I started looking at banking and uh, then I started to get that in order. And when I got that in order, I, uh, I felt a little bit better about myself and I felt less pressure. And then I started to feel less anxious about things. Then on top of that, I was like, all right, I'm not booking. Why am I not booking? Well, I could go the standard route and say, oh, yeah, it's because we are Asian. There's not enough jobs and I'm not, uh, you know, the industry is against me. I don't know enough people. I'm not enough of a social person. I'm not booking. I could go down that route. And I was like, but I don't want to go down that route. So what route am I going to go down? All right, cool. So I'm going to go down the route of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not booking because I'm not good enough. So I, I, I put that on myself. But it was it was a positive thing that I realized because I was like, oh, shoot. The moment I realized that it's my fault that I wasn't booking, I started get, doing better. And then I booked I booked a show that was fantastic for myself. But like that that happened only because I realized I was like, I wasn't doing good enough and I'm not good enough. And if I'm, I get good enough, then they won't have a reason. You know, it's like, yeah, they can they can give me the limitations of like, obviously, like, yeah, you're Asian. You're not going to have enough roles for you. Um, I don't know what else, but now it's also different. Like the industry is really geared towards Asian, which is fantastic. And I, I'm so thankful for that, but like I could take that route because that is a so real So do you route. feel for your, for your depression, depression, it's more for you, you kind of got a hold of it by taking control of the things that you could control. I started listening to it. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. To what you're saying, yes. But I did it by listening to it in a, in a realistic way. Yeah. As opposed to listening to it in a, in a way that lets it control me. I started listening to it in a way that's like, all right, dude, you're going to be in my head. You're going to dog on me. I'm a dog back on you. You're telling me that I'm not good enough. Fine. I'm going to be good enough. You telling me that I'm not good enough with my finances. Fine. I'm going to take classes. Now look, now what? What are you going to say now? Well, you're not good enough in this area. Fine. I'm going to do it. I do it. And then the, he can't say nothing anymore. Yeah. So now he's quiet. 
It's it's you know? it's like a it's a concept that man. I mean, I think it's easier for you to say it than for me because I I I get. I mean, people people say I have been depressed, but I don't know if I've ever have because I never categorize it as that. I just yeah. I just call it sadness. But that's a powerful thing too. Yeah. You know? So like I've just you know that's the. I guess that was like the one of the bigger issues that I had with a lot of people. They go, no, you've been depressed. You have to fall into that. I'm like, I'm no, saying, you don't. No, I you don't, don't because like don't. well, that's then I, how I explained it to them was. Well, let me just say that if you're saying that people deal with their depression in different ways, mm. then maybe I'm dealing with mine by saying it's not depression. But that's a thing. You know? That's another <laughs> thing that you when you be, when people can re, okay to the listeners listening. If you have diagnosed yourself with depression, or if somebody has diagnosed you with depression, listen to what David's saying because you have that power to to declare it within yourself. And I I laugh because I did that, and it's dangerous. And I yeah. mean that seriously yeah. because if you categorize yourself as depression, you may have three categories that fall into depression. But the moment that you categorize yourself as depression, you start thinking in your own mind that you have everything that it says. Yeah. You don't have everything that it says. You have parts of what it says because depression comes in different spectrums and factors, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then the moment that you take it on as a depression, then it becomes the loop of, I can't get out of this shit without drugs because I'm depressed. Yeah. That's unhealthy. Yeah. I just get scared sometimes because, you know, I don't have kids yet, but I just don't want everybody to always think... Um, that a pill will fix something or yeah. that, or these problems I, are not, so I'm not anti-medication. By oh yeah, the for way, sure. I don't think anybody way. is like, I, there, there are very scientific and conclusive studies that, you know, some people do need medication. Yeah. I, and if my, you're, if you're about think, to kill yourself, dude. Okay. If you're about to kill yourself, take the medication, take uh, the medication. So somebody can help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think like for me, like I just, it's, it's weird because the, 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 the response that sometimes I get, and like I said, it's not a t- subject I talk on a lot because yeah. I feel like I haven't been through it, so I don't really feel like I'm an authority on it. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's like, unless yeah. if you're like a psychologist or yeah, a clinical like, like the same reason why people you know get I mean? angry at maybe somebody like me who says, "Well, I I don't know what it feels like," or if I say there's like different levels to it, yeah. are the same reasons why they it's like their argument. It's the same thing. It's the reason why they're angry at me. I'm yeah. like, I'm telling you, like, I feel like there are levels to it, but yeah. you can't sit there and keep telling me that I should be depressed, that I am what I'm going well, through. Well, if anybody's telling you you should be depressed, <laughs> then like, you, 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 you tell them right back to their face that no. I was like, I don't know what, what you want me to say that'll make you feel better. Do you want me to say that what I was going through is depression? Would that make you feel better? But it doesn't yeah. make me feel better, so I can't do that for That's you. That's why I think it's like, an, it, it's a, not a, you want to... It's a little like a get out of jail free card for feeling that responsibility because, but this is not it for everyone. For me, that's how it was for me. Yeah. Like for me saying depression was a get out of jail free card because it's like, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. People are like, yo, Hey man, you can make your life better if you want to make it better. And I was like, no, part, I can't. Cause you know? the hard part about your story is that a lot of people might come back to you and say, you know, well, you were never depressed then. This exactly. is a completely different thing. Exactly. And, and and to, that's why now I tell people like when people ask, have you ever been depressed? I'm like, no, I've, I have felt depressed. Yeah. I have felt depressed, but I was not depressed. Yeah. And ironically, dude, uh, the moment after like uh, that happened and I was like, I prayed to God and God was like, then you don't want, ha- you don't have depression or you don't have anxiety is gone. The person who first told me that, I, nah, you still have it and it's never going to go away was a pastor. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I was talking to him and he was like, yo, man, um, I, I had some divine moment with God and, and he took away my depression. And then he looked at me in the eye and he was like, nah, it's not gone. It's never going to be gone. And I looked at him and I was like, really? Yeah. And so I kind of got sad and depressed during that time. I got sad and depressed. I wasn't yeah. depressed. I was feeling like depressed you yeah. know? during that time. And I started to beat myself up. And this was, um, I want to say... Today's May, right? No, yeah. June, July, June. 
We're in June. Yeah. So about five months ago, this is when it happened. Um, and uh, I, I met with him and he was like, no, nah, you, you still have depression. And then for like two weeks, I started feeling depressed. Mm. And then I beat myself up. And then my buddy, uh, I'll say his name because he's a dope dude. And I hope he doesn't mind. But James Tang, uh, mm. he, he checked up on me and he was like, hey, man, what's going on? I just felt like I just, yeah, is everything okay? And I was like, actually, um, I'm feeling pretty bummed because I thought, I was not depressed anymore. Yeah. Then now I just spent two weeks in depression. I feel really bad about myself. And then he was like, well, you got to let yourself feel sad. You can't beat yourself up for feeling sad. Yeah. If you fall back into depression, you just got to realize, okay, well, do I want to stay in here? And if I, if you can't, then just stay in there for a while. I'll say, okay, accept it. Figure out why you're feeling that way. And I was like, I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. And so I sat there and I thought about it. I was like, I'm feeling sad because he said that. And then I couldn't get over my depression. And so I just struggled with not being able to get over my depression, which frustrated me, which created more depression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, perspective is a, is a huge thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people because yeah, sometimes definitely. when people hurt and then you tell them a story like this, the, the immediate response is to be defensive because they're in a very hurt place, yeah. right? Because they feel like they're in this hole that they can't get out of and they see somebody else who found that light and then they want to categorize them as, oh, you don't know what I'm going through now because well, now yeah. you're not depressed. Well, to be, so I'm going like, to be completely oh. honest, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what they're going through and that's, that's why if yeah. you are going through depression you kind of have to talk to someone about it. And it's not its not your responsibility because obviously you have every right to be entitled to your sadness. And you can feel that when you don't have to reach out. But if you reach out, you will feel better. You will not feel this pain anymore. Yeah. And you have to listen to people when they talk to you about that stuff. And yeah. like, I just want to shout out Yoshi because having a younger brother who is depressed, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard because then like, he doesn't understand when I snap. He doesn't understand what these types of things, but... Without him in my life, I would not, I would not be here. Literally, yeah. I literally would not exist. But even like with that, he's always taking care of me. You know, he's a really good brother. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you guys, because I just heard a little bit of his story uh, when I had your brother on here. Oh and yeah, he, and, yeah. So <laughs> you say good things about me. <laughs> he never says anything good about you. No, I know, <laughs> 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 like, fucking little brother. Yeah. I was a little shit to him. Let's yeah. be real. No, but I mean, I think like you guys. I mean, the immigrant story is pretty hard, you know, like it's, I think it's something that a lot of people don't understand. Like, for example, like I only came here when I was like two, three years old. So yeah. I didn't have to experience with a lot of you, what you did. Now, mind you, my first language wasn't English, yeah. but you guys really couldn't speak English, you know, <laughs> yeah, and when yeah. you're different and you stick out and then on top of that, having, you know, you guys are very quirky human beings. You specifically, <laughs> it makes it even more difficult to connect with yeah. people, you know? Now, so, you know, that's what I got to say really quick. And I don't, I don't mean to like, you could cut this out if you want. If no, this is too personal, I don't, I don't cut anything. I want to say thank you so much, dude. Yeah. Like for being a friend of me. I'm serious. Cause yeah. like, it's not easy. It's not easy for me in, in my opinion. Like that's why I don't have a lot of friends in the industry mm. because it's hard to connect with me because I'm weird to understand. Like. I am well, a quirky dude. You're right. You're really, you're, but you're look right. At, you know? Look at the group of friends I have. They're all fucking weird though. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> well, like for me and how I've always developed friendships, it's, it's, it was very different. So I never developed friendships first. I mean, obviously we have to vibe and click on certain things. Yeah. That's, that's anybody, right? That yeah. comes with romantic relationships, business relationships, personal relationships, yeah. right? You gotta but, be, you gotta be at least level on yeah. some ground. Yeah. You know? We, we yeah. had that ground. So after, after that, it's just, is this person a good person? Yeah. Right. And I think for me, when I was younger, I tried to develop a lot of friendships based on not 
on who the person was, but what they could do for me. Yeah, and that's what a lot I of kids that. do when they're younger, right? Yeah. Because we want to hang out with cool kids because we want to be a part of that clique because of how they make us feel <laughs> on an exterior sin. So for me now, when I develop friendships is, do they do we have a good foundation after that? Are they a good person? Yeah, exactly. And, so, and, and I would be honest. And I would be honest with each other. And that's all know? that it is. And I like yeah. different perspectives. I like being able to have a conversation with somebody. Sometimes like if I click with somebody, I just, I click and I don't think about it. I'm yeah. like, is what it is. And I just move yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's yeah. why like when you and your brother both got that power range thing, I congratulated both of yeah. you. It was an amazing thing to see. Yeah. And when you see your friends win and you see them evolve, it makes you want to try better too. Exactly. You- it's like, that's, that's the beauty of friendship. I feel like this is, okay, this is going to get weird and D&D-ish because yeah. I've been working on D&D a lot. Yeah. But this is the magic of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> like when you meet somebody that becomes your soul friend and yeah. i don't mean soul as an s-o-l-e yeah like alone i mean like soul s-o-u-l yeah and you can mean this in a spiritual way in a hip-hop way you know like soul brothers you know yeah. like i feel like when you make good friends and you are soul brothers everything that's on them suddenly is linked to you yeah and uh that's like the beauty of it it's like if you if somebody were to, to come in here and like congratulate you about something you did i would feel the same happiness for you yeah. like Heck yeah. Good job, David, because you're my soul brother. But if also if you're going through hardship, I would feel it too. You know, it's like, dang, that sucks. That's why I don't get Hollywood sometimes. And I feel like Hollywood is like, it's the opposite in that sense. It's like, oh, if you're feeling good, we got to bring you down a peg. Yeah. What? Really? Why? No, no, no. That's not how it works in my world. In my world, it's like my homies, my tribe, my people, when they're feeling good, I'm going to lift them up. Yeah. If they're feeling sad, I'm going to get down there with them. I'm going to sit with them. I may not, I may not be able to lift them up and that's okay. And that's the problem that I had in the past is like, I used to sit down with people and I try to lift them up and, and people don't want to be lifted up sometimes. And then, then I get stuck down there with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, acting is such a weird space just because like, it's, you know, there's things beyond acting that's out of your control to why you won't even book, why people don't like you. And it's just, that's why like you did, like you just focused on your craft and you had to do what you had to do. That's within your control. Though, I mean, I'm also not like a super prolific actor. Like my last job was like back in like January. Hey, but, but I'm enjoying it. I'm that's enjoying pretty it. fucking good, though, dude. Is, it yeah, it wasn't just a job. It. You fucking book booked. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. Thank like, you. You dude. book booked. I so, appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't like you were just like a one-off <laughs> cast member. You fucking booked the series regular thing. So it was pretty fucking amazing, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate like, that's, that. that's, that's, the that, show got canned, by the way, but that's all good. On to the That next. happens to 98% of shows, too, by the way. So that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, because <laughs> like I, I went through a whole period where, you know, because of the film that I did, I... uh yeah, I got to Goop, meet all. You mean? Yeah, I mm-hmm. did all these met all these casting directors, and I just asked a lot of questions. And it wasn't to see if I wanted to, you know, to get my way into acting. Yeah. I just had an opportunity to talk to these people to see what yeah. goes on in their head. Yeah, and they told me how it works. They go, "Listen, man, like when you go in for an audition, um, you have to come in with the understanding that number one, mm-hmm. we are looking for somebody that'll kill this role, but number two, there are people already ahead of you. And this is not what they told me, but I figured out yeah. that they already have somebody in mind for this role. You of are course. the backup to the of backup course. to That's the backup. That's why you're auditioning. Exactly. <laughs> you know you're already I mean? the backup to yeah. the backup of the backup. But you have to understand that. Yeah. You know, it's like what you were saying earlier. Uh, you said um, you got, it's like the the whole, like you got to understand the rules of the game before yeah. you break the game. It's the same thing with acting. Yeah. If you, a lot of people get into the acting industry and they get pissed because yeah. they don't, they don't understand that rule. That's a rule. If yeah. you book a job, that's an ex- that's like an exception to the rule. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's, <laughs> it's, it's just it doesn't happen often. And just because no. you book the show it, and you go to testing or whatever, yeah. there's how many fucking sitcoms do you see in X amount of networks? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So actors are auditioning for like hundreds and hundreds of shows. There's only about like ten or twenty that are going to get make it. Yeah. So you got to realize how small that pool is and how and you great- got to you got to be so grateful that you're if you ever even get in that pool, even if you just auditioned. You are part of it. 
That is that you have that is an honor. Yeah, like you know it's a, I mean? it's it's a, it's a blessing that I got to you know when I my first year of acting the only thing I really went out for were all series regular roles. Yeah, like that was that was like my yeah. first year, and you know I'll be it for me. Like I'm not an actor's actor. Like I just you know I just went because I wanted to experience something that if I terrifying right yeah you know what? <laughs> first one was terrifying second one I scabbed over I was like oh really this whoa is just dang you dead quick dude. Well, you st- death really quick. Because <laughs> stand-up is way worse than that, in my yes. opinion. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. way more terrifying. I 1,000% agree. If you, if you can do stand-up, you can do an audition. And if you can do an audition, you can try to do stand-up yeah. and probably cry on stage. Because I'm, I'm acting, <laughs> I'm doing this role for a group of five people, you know, versus yeah. me going up on a stage with like 300, 400. This is five people. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm okay with that. You know, whether they think I'm good or bad or whatever, if they don't think I'm good for the role, that's their job. That's exactly. what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And that's you know? the thing. It's like, I wouldn't, uh, this is, this is why I've stopped caring about book. I don't, no, 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 that's not true. That is a lie. No. I haven't stopped caring about booking because obviously my career depends on it. And so does my livelihood. And I enjoy it. You stop beating yourself up about it. I've, there you go. That's a good, yeah. yeah. I've stopped beating myself up about not booking because I realized one thing. And this came from watching myself on Power Rangers. Yeah. I realized I was like, I'm so fixated on booking that I'm not fixated on my craft. You know, it's yeah. like, fine, let's say I do book now. <laughs> I go on screen, people see how bad I am. Yeah. Do I want that? I mean, yeah, I could I could just be I could just take it and take the money and run. <laughs> you yeah. know, I could be that guy because eventually I'll book more anyways because a lot of people won't care about that and the casting people will be more into the credits anyways. Yeah. But I'm like, fine, if I'm not good enough, that's a, that's a service to me. Mm-hmm. That's them telling me like, hey, you got to practice a little harder because we don't want to throw you out there when you're not ready because you will get cut up. You will get chewed up out there. Yeah. They don't say actually, you know, but like that is kind of how it feels for me. And it's like, okay, you're right. Why am I so stressed out about being on the front lines right now? I'm, I'm chilling. Like I'm just going to keep myself making myself better. You know what yeah. I mean? And so when I book something and it's going to be big and I book my big break, I'm going to deserve it. Yeah. You know, and when I get on that screen, people are going to look at me and they're gonna be like, he deserved it. Yeah. I mean, that's a really great attitude to have because I, you know, I consistently read stuff and I, you know, I griped about this on Twitter all the time. Like there's, I'm not going to name names, but there's, there's a <laughs> lot of these fucking Asian people that, all, that are always saying this shit. They're like, <laughs> Dave, you're I'm so not, angry, man. <laughs> fucking assholes. Like, oh, I'm not getting this because I made, no, you're not getting it because you suck. Like, I know you, you fucking suck. Exactly. You're yeah. the worst actor I've ever met in my fucking life. Oh my gosh, David, I think I've ingrained your voice into, that, <laughs> into my head. You fucking suck, dude. Get better. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you're right, David. You're right, David. <laughs> like, I want to, sometimes I want to shut these people up because, and then, you know, people latch onto that energy. They yes. go, they're like, you know, it, I'm I'm not doing well because because of my slanted eyes. No, you're not doing well because you suck. You're yeah. lazy. You don't yeah. work hard. You don't yeah. put in the fucking footwork. So exactly. like I, you don't put in the fucking foundation. Yeah. Like yes, you have slanted eyes. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. You know, I had you a know? conversation with somebody too where they were talking about their. Oh, by the way, like, wait. Just, I'm sorry to yeah. cut you off and cut into that segment. My uh, my eyes. I don't have double eyelids. I just want you to know. Uh. I, I might still have a little bit of tape on me. No, I don't. I took it off this morning. Uh. I use double eyelid tape. So there's there's always things you can do. Just, just saying. Anyway, go on. No, but there's like this guy I had a conversation with and he was griping to me about him not booking. And, yeah. you know, I, you know, cause he was asking me about my film stuff. He was like, Oh, well you did. I was like, bro, I did goop because it came from a personal space. Yeah. And also too, like, I don't have your type of pressure, but number two, I was like, let me ask you something. He goes, I was like, you feel like you deserve every single role that you've auditioned for. He goes, yeah. He goes, I see other people do it and they're not, mm-hmm. they're, they're booking these stuff. I don't think they're as good as me. I was like, cool. Well, let's just cut that shit out. Right. I was yeah. like, how great of an actor do you think you are? Yeah. He goes, I think I'm pretty decent. So, yeah. so you don't think you're good. Yeah. I was like, I'll put it to you like this. 
the roles that you thought you were great, who's your favorite fucking actor? And he goes, oh, I forgot what the actor was, but I, like but, George Clooney or, or some shit, right? Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to put you, let's say I put you in a scene side by side with George Clooney. You have to do two fucking monologues. Do you think you'll stand up to George Clooney? He yes. Goes, he goes, no, he says no. And oh, I was really? like, cool. Well, then go fucking work on your craft and come back and then complain. Because as of right now, you even know yourself you're not Ooh, that good. So so what, so what are you complaining about? Yeah. You know, like, come on, man. Like, yeah, some people got roles that you think are bad and I think they're bad too. But you can't sit there and wall in your self-pity nah, and then can't. try to bring that person down because of their success. Exactly. And what's the point of that? Like, okay. Yeah, what does I, it do? This is, my, this is my main thinking. It's like, as human beings, we're tool users, right? Yeah. And thoughts are tools. So like, yeah, you can have that thought process. You yeah. can think that way if you want. But what is the utility of that tool? Yeah. Like, really? Like, you could have that thought process or you could be... This here's another tool thought process that you could use. They are right. I am not good enough. Yeah. Then at least you're practicing to get good enough. So if you haven't made it, then it's because you're not good enough. But at least you're still practicing. So you're not doing anything wrong and you will make it eventually. Yeah. Because you will be good enough someday. Yeah. It's just that, like I, we, you know, we talked about perspective and that perspective is a hard thing for people to grasp. Yeah. But it's their choice too. It's like, I don't, I don't want to knock anybody who wants to feel that way. Like, dude, that is all you, man. Like I... That's you. Like Dude, you can feel that way if you want to. We have a, we have an actress friend that uh, that was like fucking mad at me because uh, well we'll talk about it after but uh, <laughs> when we cut off yeah the mics. we won't we won't bring up names but she got mad at me Giving because Peter after hours <laughs> well she because she you know I I got tired of her cyclical complaining about other people and their success right yeah because you know she kept on bringing up how great other people are at what they're doing and they keep killing it but yeah. she kept on bringing it down like but they're not real actors like for example viners youtubers or whatever right no that's that's the, that's so that's so hateful you know, man it's that's very so hateful. hateful and then i told her i was like like who says your art is the best type of art you know you're acting on on this screen e- even if i act on my phone that's acting yeah it doesn't matter that you're doing it at a bigger scale you yeah know and I, mean? I told her too but i and she didn't like it because what i told her i was like all i said was something i was like that's cool but they're booking what about you oh oh david why you gotta be so savage yeah. though <laughs> <laughs> because at the, because at this point I've you're heard, too real man <laughs> i heard it so many fucking times you know yeah. and i and, and she was like oh what do you mean you're making me you know, she was a little irritated and i was like what yeah. i mean by that is that why do you have to knock somebody else's hustle for you to feel good about yourself yeah maybe it's not your time yet yeah and if they are going that route and they're killing it and they're booking these roles because of their following yeah. well guess what they're doing the step that you're not doing yeah so either you fucking follow suit or you just work on your craft and you just do what you do because you love it yeah you know? exactly because oh my god that resounds to me so much you do what you do because you love it if you yeah. love it you won't complain about it and no. if you complain about it that means you don't love it then that means you you don't belong in that place anyways don't do it yeah you know what i mean she didn't talk to me for fucking months too and i was yeah, like dude do. like I, I don't know what to tell you like, yeah and i didn't that's know true. It, it's I mean, just what am i supposed to do yeah. you know it's like at this point like you can't i, I mean to- i wouldn't have been that honest with you in the first place you know what i mean <laughs> well she came to the wrong person like, i know you're too real <laughs> like i just didn't like her like they're not even my peers right but yeah. it's just when i see somebody just trying to downplay somebody else's hard work because it makes them feel better you yeah. know why do you have to shit on everybody else to make yourself you could agree, if yeah. she was joking i would have yeah. laughed but she was seriously but I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie i i do fall into that habit because i'm a human being yeah so I, I've, I've fallen prey to doing that too yeah i think i think we're all victims to that. i'm not saying i'm fucking perfect either yeah you know i think like but i do i i agree that like if you have the choice to like let's maybe try to to not instead of knocking somebody else maybe look it look inside yourself first you know yeah and it's okay for you to want the roles that they got it's okay for for you to feel a certain way for sure i just think that when you're sitting here every day complaining about somebody else's success is where you start to just fall into this just this hole that you're never going to get out of and to be honest to me to me that's like okay 
Those type of people, what do they always do? Always hungry, always hustling, always grinding, right? Those types of people, yeah. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Not okay. Shit. To be honest, those types of people, I'm really, I'm really, really, really grateful for them because they do work really hard and they inspire me to do better. Because <laughs> like at first I look at it and I'm like, ah, oh, satire. Then, then I, I laugh at it. Then I'm like, they're right. Always hustle, always grind. But then I realize, no, they're not right. No. And that's why I can see that they're in that pit that they are. Because here's the thing, that saying, always hungry, right? Now, what's the opposite form of hunger? Well, not opposite form, but the other side of hunger is that thirst, right? Yeah. So when you, people say you're thirsty, is that a good thing? No. So no. why is being hungry a good thing? Because yeah. think about it this way. Even in like um, <laughs> in a caveman way, again, I've, I've been yeah. playing a lot of D&D, &D, so please do not judge me. Right. In like a fantasy that's, cave. That's Dungeons and Dragons, people. <laughs> this man still plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I like it. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> but you should try one day, man. I'm going to get you to play. And you're going to be like, you know what, Peter? You were right. This is an amazing man, game. if I had time, I probably would. Okay. All right. I'll, 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 I'll keep <laughs> you up to that. But anyways, so in the Dungeons and Dragons setting, if you are hungry, you go out, all of your roles are disadvantaged. Yeah. So think about it this way. You want to go into uh, an acting room. You're always hungry. You're, you're auditioning and you are hungry. In a D&D setting, I'd be like, all right, go ahead and roll charisma. Roll performance, but roll with disadvantage. Mm. Disadvantage is you roll twice and you take the, roll, the, the lower number. So yeah. that's a disadvantage. That sucks. I don't think that. I think you should always, you make yourself full first. You make yourself full, then you go out hunting. Always be satiated. Don't always be hungry. Because if you're hungry on an empty stomach, it's going to show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, People could smell desperation. That's the exactly. biggest thing that a lot of these. Um, so it was funny. I, I met it's, it's this casting director. And I don't know what these personal casting director meetings are. Mm -hmm. I don't come from acting. I come yeah. from this 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 Business. world, right? Yeah. And so I walk in and I remember <laughs> when, I, when I met up with one of the casting directors after. I was like, hey, do you remember? She goes, of course. She goes, how could I forget you? I was like, what yeah. do you mean? She goes, you came in to a <laughs> You kicked down the door? I was like, started cussing up a star. I was like, you came into a personal casting meeting in flip-flops and socks, a tank top, and, a sh and your shorts. You do what and you gotta goes, do? She goes, I've never, ever met yeah. with an actor that did, that came so casual before. Yeah. I mean, I don't recommend that to yeah. all actors. Like, if you're green and you're brand new, yeah. don't get cocky and like. I mean, I wasn't. In, I, for me, it wasn't even. I just didn't know what was no, going on. Yeah, I just yeah, walked yeah. in, and she goes like, "It was." You were she was, confident. You she were said you. it was yeah. her to quote her. She was like, "It was very refreshing to see somebody that wasn't so desperate for a role. Yeah. Like you just came in and you were just yourself." I, yeah. I even asked. I had an assistant. I was like, "Can I bring my assistant in too? She wants to be a casting director one day." Yeah. And I asked her to come in. And she goes, "I thought that was so hilarious." She goes, yeah. "I don't think a single actor would have ever done that." No. I was like, oh, I was like, I wasn't trying to impress you. I was just, I don't know what was going on. And I thought we were just going to, because my, my agent specifically said, they just want to meet you. I was like, yeah. oh, they just want to meet me. That, cool. So it was a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I came up. <laughs> okay. So I came up like this. You got your vlogging camera. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, whoa. She goes, most people come yeah. up and they, they try to impress. She goes, you look like you didn't have a single care in the world. I was yeah. like, well, I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, maybe if I did, I would have, but I don't think I would have. I think I just would have showed up like this. Just but that's to the thing. It's like, like I, I, I just want to say, like, if you're a beginning actor, I, the reason why I say don't do that is, because then that wouldn't be you and it wouldn't be true. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just who I am. That's because yeah. that's who you are. Yeah. And, like, in acting, I think that's one of the most important things is you got to be real. You know mm. what I mean? And if you come into the room and you have a persona, then how are they going to act? How are they going to hire you if you aren't, you can't even really be real in the room? Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. In my opinion. Well, fuck, man. That was already yeah, that an was hour a long in. Time. My yeah. bad, dude. No, it's all good. <laughs> anyways, guys. <laughs> no, that's this is perfect. Uh, anyways, guys, that is that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Man, we went over fucking education and dealing with anxiety, depression, and everything else, which is something that I really did want to bring up. And it's great that somebody who actually went through it can go ahead and elaborate 
on what they went through. So remember, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave in the comments below about what you guys want us to talk about, go over current events, whatever feelings, thoughts, problems that you guys want us to solve for you, which I probably won't do. But <laughs> we can try our best, but that's all we got. <laughs> exactly. Uh, where can they find you, Peter? Uh, Instagram is uh, at Peter S. Adrian, and same with my Twitter. There you guys go, man. Well, uh, Spotify, all the audio platforms. If you're on iTunes, give us that five star. Uh, we will catch you next time. I love you, stupid, smelly bitches. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>